0: Dumping me, I'm not dumping you. We're just moving on. We need something new. You're not dumping me. I'm not dumping you. We're just moving on. We need something new. You're not dumping me. I'm not dumping you. We're just moving on. We need something new. You're not dumping me. I'm not dumping you. We're just moving on. We need something new. Wish it could've lasted, but shit happens. If I could to get you back, i quit rapping. But I can't, cause our feelings are mismatching. If love's a battlefield, I'm dispatching. And you're retreating yet I took the beat And my spirits depleting As I look for meaning And the books I'm reading Won't provide a change I cried in pain As I tried in vain To covet but still Was denied a dame I switched my viewpoint But the size the same And it ignites the flame I just can't put out It hurt at first But I'm feeling damn good now I think I'm ready To start again But if I do I lose you So it's hard to win I spent my fair share of time Acting retarded Now it's time to put myself Back on the market You're not dumping me I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new. You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new. You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new. You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new. Never been one to the file in this wild out But it's been a while since I tried to style out I was tired of the way I was stuck to you So I tried to move on, I fucked a few But it was nothing boo And I told him from the start That I had love for you, rolled up in my heart I never misled just to get head Or to get a quick set up in this bed I made sure the feeling was mutual and not once did I see them as beautiful The truth is I needed someone new to do but in my heart I always stay true to you And I told the girl before I got in at her I told you too cause I thought it mattered But towards new fish you were emotionless So I guess it's time to peep how deep the ocean is You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you We're just moving on, we need something new You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you We're just moving on, we need something new You're not you not dumping me, I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new. You're not dumping me, I'm not dumping you, we're just moving on, we need something new.
1: Welcome to Life in Zero Gravity, episode number 69. Nice, nice, nice. You know what this is. Episode 69. <laughs> Does anyone remember... <laughs> Do you enjoy 69, any form of 69? Maybe you're a fan of the the famous snitch. I won't refer to him as his previous profession, <laughs> but the famous snitch 69. Maybe you're a fan. Are you a fan of the, of the sexual position? Either way, we want to hear from you. We want your thoughts on this. Let us know. <laughs> Does anybody? Okay, this is not really related you know, not really, but, actually, I'm not gonna get into that, I changed my mind, not gonna get into it yet, saving it, (laughs) so, everyone has a favorite position, right, like, mine, mine would, if I had to pick, is doggy style, but, honestly, like, every position is great if you know what you're doing, that's the thing, I hear people, like, you know, one of the things you hear is, like, oh, missionary's boring, it's like, then you're boring, <laughs> like, then you don't know what you're doing, or your partner doesn't know what they're doing, that's what that is, like, no position is boring if you know what you're doing, it shouldn't be, you know, I don't know, <laughs> like, you know, there's definitely, you know, sex that's better than others, like, certain people have better, or better and bad than others, but at the end of the day, if you know what you're doing, none of those positions should be boring, none of them should be bad, you know, some definitely are harder for people to deal with, some are definitely, like, they hit deeper, for example, you know, that's one thing, I mean, there's other, that's there's other factors, of course, but that's one thing, is some positions just are, they, they go deeper, I mean, deep space could tell you about that, <laughs> but, uh, at the end of the day, I don't know, they're all good, like, that's the thing, you gotta know what you're doing, like, I think people don't really take the time to, like, try new things, or they just assume they know what they're doing, and they don't, you know, they don't read their partner's body language and stuff like that, so they don't know, they really don't know, and everything is different for, for everybody, you know, that that's so basic to say, <laughs> I feel like they're, I feel like most guys think that all women want, like, big dicks, and that's not true, honestly. It's really not. Like, some women really, their bodies are not made to handle that, honestly, and, like, they, they would prefer something smaller. They would prefer, like, I don't know, this stuff's interesting. I read about it, so, like, the, I mean, the preference for a woman isn't far from the average, honestly. It's only slightly more than what the average dick is. And I would encourage I would actually encourage everybody to get educated and look up what the average dick is. Cause I think there's a lot of ignorance out there. <laughs> there is a lot of ignorance out there, you know. And um I remember I was I don't know if I heard the girl wrong. I was talking to a girl and she said that the average dick was nine inches and I'm like, I don't know where you got that info, but That's not true. (laughs) You are the first person I've ever heard say that, you know. And uh it was interesting. I was like, wow, okay. It doesn't really I didn't care, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect me, but at the same time I was like, you should probably know better than that. Maybe she said five, maybe she said five, which is actually accurate. But when she said nine, I'm like, damn, you you're honestly like I don't think people know. If you read statistics like Only, like, um, what is it? Like, less than a percent of people even have, like, anything like that, you know? I'm not going to say what I have. I'm not going to put it out there. But, you know, like, if you look at the statistics, man, it's not... (laughs) it's rare. So if uh, there's a lot of girls that that'll act like they've had like these like off the s- ch- scales, like dicks. And it's like, I don't believe you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> even, even if you're talking about me, I don't believe you. No, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, like, I'm like, it just sounds like it's like one of those. Th- it's like a, like a, uh, a fish, fish tale, like a fish story. Like, a fish tail. I didn't think about that. It's like a fish story when somebody tells you, "Oh, I caught a I caught a fish and it was like five feet long or whatever." It's like, you I don't think you did like <laughs> like it sounds cool. You know, it sounds like it sounds impressive, but yeah, I just like just like guys lie about with their dicks. Like I know like women lie about the dicks they've been with because it's just like logically it's like. It doesn't make sense, like either you're all hitting the lottery or, <laughs> uh, never mind, I'm giving away too much, but I shouldn't say all women, but it seems like there's a high there's a higher number of women than seems possible you know to be with like people that are in the one percentile you know or like the i don't know a lot of people don't realize that like there's a range that eighty percent of the population falls into. And it's not what you would think, you know, I think people, it, it's, it's, a, it, I think it would be a confidence booster for men to look it up. It would be informative for women to look it up. Like, so I would, yeah, look up average dick size, <laughs> look it up, like, check it out, see what you think. Cause I think it's, it's interesting. You know, it's just, it's like, I'm sure people are ignorant about the average bus size. I actually forgot. I looked that up before I was curious. But um I want to say it was like a B cup or something like that. But yeah, I think um people probably think that's bigger than it really is too. And uh and I mean that's the thing. Most people aren't pulling out a ruler. <laughs> like most people aren't doing that. So I mean during like during sex and I I don't really think, you know, I don't think somebody can just eyeball that and be like, Oh yeah, that's uh <laughs> That's not, that's 9.7 inches right there. That's not, whatever, you know, like that's, that's exactly what that is. I've seen that before. Like nobody really knows. Everybody's just guessing, you know, unless you're measuring, which I mean, a lot of guys probably have, but I don't th- I don't know if a lot of women have measured their partner. I don't know if their partners would let them measure, honestly. For me personally, I like to have some mystery, but I know I have a good idea. <laughs> but I'm not that vain where I want to fucking put it out there, you know, but any women, there are, if any woman out there has been with me, they know. So don't ask them though, because that's my business. (laughs) I'm being stupid. But yeah, man, I don't think, you know, people don't think about it. People do not think about that. And I think it it would be, it's good for people to get informed. And this transitions more, this is the topic I was going to talk about, but I realized like, wait, this is just kind of out of place. Like I got, I should talk about this stuff first. Cause I'm kind of cutting back and forth. So if anyone has been on kick messenger, <laughs> I haven't been on there in years and years now, but I used to go on kick messenger and they had like these like swirl chats. I don't even know how I got involved in that. I, I mean, you know, I've, I've dated black women. And, um, one of my, one girl that I dated, like, I think on Instagram, she would hashtag swirl and stuff like that. And, um, so I think that's how I got into it. Like, I think, I think she put that, that hashtag on a picture and and it led, you know, like after we had broken up, it led like, um, those swirl groups to me and sort of, honestly, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable territory because there's a lot of weirdos in that. There's a lot of racists that a lot of people with weird fetishes and shit, to be honest with you, I I find every ethnicity attractive. I find every skin tone attractive. Like I'm not I'm not that type of person where I'm like only looking for one thing. But I mean the majority of the women I've dated have been black women and there seems to be like a there's definitely like a mutual attraction uh, you know. So at the end of the day, it's like <laughs> it just it's worked out I mean, I've had you know, like anything else. I've had uh, had good and bad times. Like, I, like I would expect if I had dated any other like ethnicity more. <laughs> like that's just, it's not an ethnicity thing. It's just a, people thing, you know. But, um, at the end of the day, like I ended up in these kick messenger groups, interesting groups. <laughs> But what would happen is uh, you know, what do you think happens when you mix guys, women, and the internet? There were dick pics flying around all over the place. There were nudes flying around. These were group chats and there would be nudes in the group chats. Women would expose men and and stuff like that. The, the men wouldn't really expose the women as much. It was more the women exposing the men. Like just posting their dick pics in the group chat, posting their nudes in the group chat. It's like we don't I don't want to see this. <laughs> for one, this was like early when I was in my early twenties. I'd say, yeah, early twenties around then. So, um, I would check, you know, like I would check the group chat, and there's just fucking dick pics in there, and it's like we don't want to see this. But sometimes people would just post their own pics in the group chats and stuff, and I don't know. It was a, it was an interesting time for sure. But the reason why I actually got off of there is because some people started using my pictures of my face, and, like, kick was easy to, like, you change your picture, you change your name, like, and you can pretend to be someone, so people would do that with my pictures, and they were sending people nudes that weren't me, and so people, these women thought that I was sending them nudes, I'm like, no, I'm not, like, I'm not sending you nudes, like, that's not me, like, I wasn't doing that on there, so and, uh, you know, and the guys they were sending were not, like, it wasn't, it wasn't flattering to me, you know what I mean, it was, like, yeah, they, it was worse than the, the actual zero graph, (laughs) it was worse than what you would have seen if, if I had sent you nudes, so, that shit sucked, and it would be women that I had never even talked to that were, like, yeah, he sent me nudes, and they'd be, like, trying to expose me in these group chats, I'm, like, that ain't me, you know, like, I'm not gonna, and then some of them will be like, well, prove it, and it's like, no, I'm not going to prove it, I'm not going to send you nudes, like, that's not happening, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it was an interesting time, I just thought it was funny, like, kick messenger, man, it went, it went pretty crazy, not gonna lie, <laughs> speaking of crazy, I would recommend, um, I don't know if you've seen the, if, if people have seen the night stalker documentary on netflix and the cecil hotel documentary on netflix i'd recommend watching both of those like together they're like little i think they're both four parts they're interesting and they kind of they connect i didn't expect them to connect but they do so i won't go into too much detail about it but the cecil hotel one is about um you know the that that woman, Elisa Lam, the Canadian student who came to L.A. and disappeared. The elevator video that every, that a lot of people have seen. So it was interesting. Um, and then the Night Stalker is, is, you know, Richard Ramirez, the serial killer. So both of those I thought were pretty well done. I will say that um, the Elisa Lam one is a bit anticlimactic but um, it's still worth watching, you know? It's like the last episode where they wrap everything up. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it wasn't as, uh... (laughs) I don't want to say I was hoping for something, but you kind of wanted it to be, I think when you watch it, you're kind of like, you want justice for her. And you kind of, I felt a bit hollow after watching it. And I was like, damn, like, so that's what it was (laughs) like. So I would you know I am I'm I'm, no, I'm not spoiling it but I would recommend checking it out if you have similar taste. I find that stuff interesting. I always find serial killer and death interesting because like I I could I just can't imagine killing someone like no matter what they did, you know. I mean the only scenario I can see is if like they're going to kill like someone I care about or someone in general you know, if someone's going to kill someone and I have a chance to stop it, like, I will, I can see using force and maybe that force being lethal, but that's the only time I can really see it, you know, and I can't even say after they killed someone I loved, because I'm like, then it's just two dead people, but you never know, if you, if you witness some shit like that, you might kill somebody in real time, I would definitely want to beat the shit out of them, I could tell you that, you know, I don't know what would happen if I witnessed that. I, I mean, I might just be crushed to the point where I wouldn't be able to do anything, you know, other than keep myself safe. But man, sorry, this went in a weird direction. If you And if you follow my Instagram, at life in zero, the number zero, gravity, which, I mean, easy enough to remember if you're already listening to this, check the name of the podcast you see. <laughs> so... I've been, you know, I've been going kind of wild lately, but know that I'm in a great place. I feel much better about my position in the world. I feel clearer about what I have going on. Uh, I feel more sure of my worth, you know, like more than ever before, I know my value. And um, I've realized a lot lately and I've realized how miserable a lot of people are and that I believe that misery comes from within, just like happiness comes from within, like truly. People can influence you, people can do what they do, and it can have an effect on you, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. That decision is up to you. And uh, it, that's a hard reality for a lot of people to face, because it's, it's a whole lot easier to blame the world and blame like other people for what you don't like about your own life. But it's a lot harder to actually look at the mirror and be like, hey, I'm fucking up. Hey, I fucked this up. Hey, I could do better at this. People have a lot of pride. And I think it's hard for people to admit when they're wrong. It's really hard for some people to admit. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be I'll be totally real. It's pretty hard. It's hard for me to admit when I'm wrong. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. I don't like to fucking be wrong. I wish I was right all the time. But then again... I'm such a damn, I'm such a, I'm such a glass half full type person that I'm like, well, then again, if I were right all the time, I'd never have a chance to really grow. (laughs) So there's always that. It's always an opportunity to like grow. There is a satisfaction that comes in growing and becoming a better person. So I, you know, as much as like, I wish I was right all the time, I think, I don't think you'd appreciate it if you were right all the time. I don't think I would. I think I'd be like, well, yeah, of course I'm right. (laughs) Of course I did this right. Of course, like, I have all this going on. Like, it's the, my philosophy has been for over 10 years, you know, Zen after chaos. I believe that to really appreciate the good things in life, you have to experience bad things. You have to see what the other side of the spectrum is. You know, it's all, like, reflected light and all that. It's like, there's a shadow to every light. There's a light to every shadow. Like, that's the way, that's the way it is. And I I don't know, I know a lot of people don't think about that. And everybody wants, everybody wants to be happy all the time. But that happiness is like, it's like you reach another, like, you could be at about a 6 out of 10 in happiness your whole life. And that wouldn't, that, like, that sounds nice, but you'd never even know what seven through 10 were like. You'd just be at that six, like be like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. And you would just never know what the rest of that scale had to hold. I guess happiness probably goes up to 11, right? Like the spinal tap amps, if I had to guess. <laughs> but uh yeah, you, would, you wouldn't be able to appreciate it if everything in your life just went exactly as you wanted it there was no strife no struggle no nothing like I don't know I think that I don't think you would appreciate everything in your life if things went that way so that's just something to think about I think that having these hardships makes the good times even better like like uh, if you eat some if you eat a bad meal and then it makes the dessert better now I don't know where I'm going with that but you get the point you understand where I'm coming from so, yeah, um, I, if I can help other people that are struggling with that, that would be amazing to me. Like, I'm, I'd i really love to be able to help other people who are, like, struggling with their place in the world and feeling like they're not enough. Because I tell, I say, I'll, I'll say, like, you will never be better than me. And I know that can be taken a lot of different ways, but the way that I mean it is, like, we're not better than each other we're people that's a scale that's subjective we are people we all have value we need to stop thinking that we're better than other people and start realizing hey you know every life has meaning every life has purpose and for you to treat people like to for you to ever treat people worse than you would like to be treated is you're playing yourself in that and honestly like you're doing everyone a disservice you're doing yourself a disservice you're definitely doing them a disservice but uh you know like do you do you boo no <laughs> but for real like i don't people don't think about that and that's a thing that's something that that i wish people thought about more is like how much better the world would be if we all treated people as we wanted to be treated I feel like all religions are built around that and people just throw in all these other fucking rules to fit their criteria and to like exclude other people for the most part, you know? Like, well, I don't like this shit, so you know what? You're going to go to hell if you if you do this. Like f- so fuck you. Like it's like you're going to go to the bad place if you don't do things the way I like. And it's like, okay. I get that. I I understand like, you know, everybody has their preferences, but if you could just treat people with respect and kindness, man, if everybody did that, the world would be a better place. I know it's so simple. I know it's oversimplified, but honestly, it, it's simple for a reason. It's like, that's the way things should be. And I don't know the argument against that, honestly, <sighs> but this is another Zolo Joe. I hope you enjoy it. Um, testing out technology you know i'm recording this on on my phone sometimes uh, most of the time i do it on mics but i kind of want to see what this phone sounds like just see what the audio quality is like let me know how you how you're feeling this show and uh stay tuned This episode is the essence of L-I-Z-G, the essence of life in zero gravity, 69, nice. (laughs) I'm sorry, you know, there's just always going to be, I'm always going to laugh about stupid shit, I'm always going to, no matter how old I get. I will laugh about stupid shit. That's a pledge. I can't guarantee you a lot of things, but I can guarantee you that. And I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) I mean, people take themselves too seriously. I take myself seriously in some capacities. You know, there's certain things where I'm like, you know what? I'm really fucking good at this and I'm not going to let you badmouth my skills in this. I'm not going to let you downplay me. But uh, when it comes to humor... You got to lighten up. You got to be able to enjoy yourself. You got to be able to laugh at shit that, you know, like, I feel like a lot of us get guilted into, like, oh, you can't laugh at that. That's immature. It's, like, maturity is such a scale. It doesn't mean anything. Like, it's entirely subjective. What's mature to one person is immature to another. Vice versa. Whatever. It's a totally arbitrary thing. It's, like, how do you even determine that? I get there's some ways... Like, there are probably some universal truths, like, with everything else in the fucking world. For the most part, it's, like, music taste. Or film taste. It's like, yeah, I can argue all these technical aspects. At the end of the day, if I don't like the fucking song, I don't like the fucking song. (laughs) Like, if it's not pleasing to my ear, I don't have to be like, well, um... The way that the the lyrics to this were written in a way that was impressive. Like, yeah, that's cool, but the song still fucking sucks. Like... (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Yeah. Did you know I don't know? What the fuck? I gotta do better. (laughs) So New Jack and I, speaking of music, if you guys have heard of this thing called music, (laughs) New Jack and I, we saw like the whitest guy ever riding around bumping Dr. Dre. Like he was in, I don't know if it, I don't know what type of van it was. I don't know if it was an Astro van or a caravan or whatever. It was one of those like soccer mom vans, and he fucking pulls up, and fucking like peers over at us over his his uh, shoulder, still hitting them cones, them them lolos, girl. And it's just like. Sir, go pick up your fucking kids. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, we, I feel like he was just unwinding, like he's like, oh, those, those fucking, I finally don't have those fucking kids now I can bump Dre. Like, it it was hilarious to see, and and I don't even think he was that much older than us, but it's just like the way he carried himself, he just seemed like a like an older man, and not in a good way, and kind of like a worn out way, and like <laughs> it was hilarious to witness, you know, and um. I don't know. It's like I like I realize my appearance. I know how I look, and I feel like I could get away with that, and nobody would really bat too much of an eye. But when this guy did it, it, it he stuck out like a sore thumb, which is always that's a weird ass expression, isn't it? He stuck out like a sore thumb. Your thumbs, your thumbs sticking out all the time anyway, right? Like, unless you're making a fist. Your thumb isn't really, like, it takes effort to move your thumb in with the rest of your fingers. Really, all your fingers are kind of sticking out. I don't know. But you get... <laughs> uh, I will break down phrases and ruin them. Beware of that. You know, like like one of my favorites, uh, when people say, I, I could care less. That's one of the... I shouldn't even be putting this out there because now fucking idiots are going to start doing it to try to annoy me. It won't really annoy me. I don't really get annoyed. It, I I say it for the sake, but I do. It's mildly annoying. It's mildly annoying when people say that because if you could care less about something, that means that you care. <laughs> that means that there are things that you care less about compared to the thing that you're talking about, which you're trying to say that you don't really care about. <laughs> So the correct phrase is I couldn't care less, but people usually fuck that up. People usually get that phrase wrong. Like it is way more common to hear someone say I could care less than to say I couldn't care less. So if you didn't know, and you've been saying that phrase wrong, you're welcome. You have been fucking up and you should, you should probably quit. You should probably quit life. I'm just ki- just kidding. Just kidding. But yes. <laughs> I just want to say, orale, so you know I'm from the streets, okay? I just want to float that out there, alright? So everyone knows I'm from the fucking streets. I'm from the barrio. <laughs> if you watch one of these documentaries that I recommended, you will catch that. Pay attention for that scene, because, I mean... Some of y'all actually gotta be from... Like, I'm not gonna act like I'm, like, the most hood person of all time, you know? Like, but... I'm not the fucking least hood person of all time either. (laughs) So... I'm familiar with some street shit. This dude is trying to act like he's from the streets in one of these documentaries, and it is very obvious that he is not from the streets. (laughs) And it's hilarious. So neither of those things is funny and neither of those are funny those are very heavy to the point where I couldn't watch either of them in one sitting well I'm not the type like if I watch a couple episodes of something I'm like god damn what, what am I doing with my life and I get up and do some shit so I probably wouldn't watch that many episodes anyway in a row because I mean that's you know you're talking about three and a half four hours of just sitting there but I will say that um like watching those that moment is hilarious it's the it's probably the only funny moment between the two of them, but it is funny if you're if you're from the streets <laughs> so yeah um on a on a heavier note uh I got in a car accident recently, and like I'm fine physically, but my car is trashed, like they said. I got the body shop called me back and they told me that it's like it's like five thousand dollars in damage and I mean the good news is I'm not at fault so I don't have to pay for that but oh my god is this a I underestimated how much of an inconvenience this would be like oh my god it has been a pain in the ass so far I'm not gonna lie so the car will be in the shop for 16 working days, which basically, which means business days It's going to be in the shop for, for basically three weeks, three weeks. I mean, they said that it could be less, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be around that. And that's just, it. you know, like somebody else hits you and it inconveniences your life. So now like I was fine to having a car for a couple of days. I thought they'd be able to fix it in a couple of days. They didn't even start for a couple of days because insurance fucking sucks and they have to they go through all this shit where they're like, oh, well, let's break this down. Let's do this and this like let, we got to make sure it's covered. And I don't know, this body shop that my insurance like goes to, they fucking lag like I've had other stuff happen and I haven't even gone to them. I've just been like, you know what? I don't want to fucking leave. I don't want to leave this here for three days, like to fix like a scratch. Like at this point, I'll just live with the scratch, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know, man. It's inconvenient not having a car. It's really inconvenient. Like having to borrow other people's cars and stuff like that. Like it's not, it's not fun. So yeah, my car is going to be out of commission for a while. But what was really weird is I had, like, delayed, like, memory loss. Like, I think I might have had head trauma because I woke up and um, I, like, fell asleep in the middle of the day, like, a week after the accident. And I couldn't remember where I was or even who I was. And I was like, oh, shit, did this happen? Did that really happen? Or no, that didn't happen? Like, it was like, I would... I don't know, it really, and I've had, you know, I've had concussions in my life, like, I've had, uh, at least three, I don't know if this was a concussion, but I definitely, like, something happened, you know, I was not okay in some way, I feel better now, like, I remember my name (laughs) now, but I remember stuff better now, like, it seems like it snapped into place, but there was, like, a couple days where I was like, damn, like, I was like, did that, did I really do that? And then I was like, oh yeah, I write songs. I make music. Like it was stuff like that. It was really weird. Like that's right. That's something I do. And like I had, uh, I don't know. And I came out of it. It's something, it's weird, but like, I feel really good now, but like, I feel better than I did before the accident now. So it's, that's an interesting thing. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) that was, that exp- this experience has sucked so far i really haven't enjoyed like um not having a car and and the guy like the the you know new jack shout out to new jack as always new jack was telling me that um the the insurance that this guy has is like it's like the company that people usually get after they have a dui and the guy seemed a little out of it i didn't know i didn't think much of it i'm like well he did get an accident like people can be out of it after accidents and we handled it super civilly i was like you know he was like oh i'm so sorry i feel so bad i'm like it's uh it's okay like accidents happen you know and like i've been in other accidents where the people where people get aggressive like even there's one guy where like he crashed into my car and then he gets out he's like i don't know what you were doing i'm like you hit me and then he kind of was like my bad. It's like, yeah, mother- you hit me. I wasn't moving. <laughs> like he backed into me. We were both backing up. I stopped. He kept going and he hit me in that case. In this case, um, I was like trying to exit a parking lot and the guy like turned into the side of my car and it was like one of these things where I'm like, oh shit, he's going to hit me. And I was like, I'm going to try to speed up so he doesn't. Cause it was like, he was going to hit me. Like there was no Like, if I break, he's going to hit me. If I speed up, he's going to hit me. There's nothing I can do. Like, it's a wrap. So, um, at that point, I was like, well, damn, I got to speed up. And I'm so glad I did, because he hit my back driver door. If he would have hit my door, probably would have broke my leg. Who knows what would have happened, like, to me, you know? Because he dented the car pretty bad. I mean, he did $5,000 worth of damage, so he fucked my shit up, (laughs) So at the end of the day, yeah, man, like, um, not a fun experience. Hot take car accidents are not fun. (laughs) Shocking. I know, but they're not fun. So yeah, um, let's, let's end that there. I don't want to talk about this accident anymore, but I'll just say, you know, if, if you want to chill or anything, you're going to have to be my ride let's just let's leave it at that the spaceship is being repaired currently when i first got that car it does kind of look like a spaceship inside it's not a super fancy car but i got like it was a new car so like when i when i got in i was like damn this shit looks like a, a spaceship this is a spaceship this is a dodge it's not a dodge though yeah i got a honda i'm practical okay could have got other cars, but, you know, I've always wanted a 350z, but it's not practical if you have a kid, you know, it's like, it's a really dope car, good car, great handling, fun, like, it's a cool car, but, um, if you have a kid, it's like, they can't really ride in the front, or, you know, like, most likely you're gonna have to drive more than one person at a time, so it doesn't really work, you know, but, uh, that is a car I've always liked. I feel like all the cool cars, or a lot of the cool cars, are two doors. Like there's not a lot of, not that four door cars are not cool at all, but a lot of the coolest cars are two doors. If you think about it, <laughs> a lot of them are like, a lot of the like, uh, of course, race cars, but a lot of cars in general, it's like those cars are like, those are the ones that are like uh, most sought after. Those are the symbols of. Of being badass. Yeah. Speaking of that, congratulations to my uncle. He is on the team that built the rover that just landed on Mars. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. But uh they're basically looking for signs of life on Mars. And um specifically I believe they're trying to like look at uh what used to be water sources on Mars, they believe. Or I think they've kind of confirmed that at this point, that there was there was water on Mars at some point. So um they're investigating that, which is it's it's a big deal. We they've talked about sending uh sending people to Mars, sending like a colony to Mars, because Earth is going downhill, so we gotta you know, we gotta go fuck up another planet. <laughs> but how do y'all feel about that? Like if you were going if they called you and were like, hey, you wanna go to Mars? If I was... I'd say before I had a kid, I'd be down. I'd be ready. I'd be ready to go. Like, I'd be down to do it. But now that I have a kid, I can't do that shit. You know? Like, for one, you could die. Good chance you could die. Don't know if you'll be able to come back. It takes forever to get there. By the time, you know... You might, if you're gonna live on Mars, of course, like, that's, if it got to the point where you could live on Mars, like, you're gonna be away from everyone you know, like, that's tough, but, um, if I didn't have somebody that I cared about as much as I care about my daughter, I'd go, I'd be down, like, it, it sounds... Like that's a once in a lifetime type experience, but I'm just curious what people think like would you do it, or would you be scared? Do you think it's uh it's something that we shouldn't be doing like are we making a mistake and even like uh entertaining the idea of sending people to Mars? Who knows but yeah, um, shout out to my uncle. I'm not gonna give his name, I'm not gonna even tell you his position, but it's a big deal. Um, am ha- very happy for him and it's cool. You know, and, and I'm proud of that. It's dope to have like, like I have another, I have an aunt who's like a, who's a scientist as well. And you know, I have a cousin that's a professor. Like I got some people doing some big things. You know, my uncle has, is a businessman who, I mean, they're from a family of six kids who were, they didn't grow up with money. Like, In fact, my grandpa, I mean, he got laid off and the money was tight around there, but all six kids were able to accomplish impressive things. You know, most of them graduated college and the, the one that didn't, yeah, the one that didn't still is like a mechanic who's doing well. So like, I mean, at the end of the day, like they all, you know, they went to like USC, UCR, Harvey Mudd like, good schools, like, and they were able to really get a lot done in their lives, so shout out to, shout out to them, it's impressive, it's like one of those, it's like a success story where the people really did, they didn't have anything handed to them, you know, and uh, I admire that, so, and with my uncle, I mean, same type of thing, This, this uncle was like, I'm not directly related to him, you know, it's like my, my aunt's husband, but very cool. Um, and one thing that people may not know. So he, uh, he's had satellites before that have like flown around the earth and other areas. And, um, he had an app on his iPhone where he could communicate with the satellite Through his iPhone. And I mean the the satellite would send nudes back and stuff. That's what I'd be doing. I'd I'd be getting the satellite to send nudes of aliens and stuff. That's to me, that's the most important thing in all of this. We need to unlock the alien nudes. (laughs) So uh you know. My god. You know what this is. If you listen to this show. If you've listened to any other episode, you gotta expect me to say shit like this by now. Like this this is what I do. This is what I do. So yeah, um pretty dope. I don't know, like I'm I, I'm fascinated by space as you can tell. So that's always gonna be a topic on here. And uh I look forward to seeing how that mission goes you know i think it's it's a big it's a big deal like we're starting to get more and more involved in mars and really learning you know maybe one day we will scale olympus mons which for those who don't know is an in well it appears to be an inactive volcano maybe it actually is active no i think they they can confirm stuff like that there's a volcano on mars that is three times the height of Everest, Olympus Mons, it's like 90,000 feet, crazy, super, like, it's massive, (laughs) so, yeah, we're learning more and more about Mars, I mean, I think it would be interesting to see if there are signs that there was a civilization there at one point, I think everybody's kind of waiting to see that, and after all this build-up, after all this talk about All these intelligent things, you know, that other people have done, not myself, (laughs) all this talk. I'd like to take you to the other end of the spectrum. Tito Ortiz is a fucking idiot. (laughs) Like, I always knew he was he was kind of dumb. But I never really I never like like when I watch fighters, I'm not watching a bunch of interviews. I'm not watching press conferences very much i watch the fights like there's some people that are good at press conferences and if i'm watching a press conference for a fight if i'm watching anything like that then that person knows what the fuck they're doing they know how to promote like like conor mcgregor muhammad ali even floyd mayweather people like that tyson fury these guys know how to promote fights they know how to talk they know how to build up fights Tito Ortiz, so I didn't watch a lot of Tito Ortiz. He wasn't known for that. He's not good at comebacks. In fact, he's horrible at comebacks. But my God, I would, if you're, if you're in the mood for a good laugh, I would recommend just looking up Tito Ortiz clips on YouTube. And you will be amazed by how stupid this guy is. And amazingly, right now, He's the mayor. He's like the mayor pro Tim in Huntington beach. He, he has, he holds an office with actual responsibilities. This fucking idiot, which he no, no joke. He's one of the dumbest people I've ever seen. And I don't know if he was always that dumb or if he, if they beat the brain cells out of him in the UFC, but oh my, oh my God, that guy is so stupid. It's so funny, He was he, in one video I seen, he's, tra- he's talking tr- trash about Chuck Liddell and saying, Chuck Liddell, that guy can't put a fucking sentence together. And Tino Ortiz literally could not put a sentence together without making some kind of error. Like, I don't think I've heard him say a sentence <laughs> where he didn't make some type of mistake or said something incredibly stupid. So it's hilarious. Uh, I would definitely recommend watching Tito Clips. Man, he is unintentionally hilarious. And uh, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to end this segment there. Uh, Stay tuned for our usual suspects, the sports, the book of Grav. You know how we do on KZRO. KZR Rose <laughs> Oscar Valdez. <laughs> Boxer Oscar Valdez improved to 29 and 0 with 23 KOs with a 10th round knockout of Miguel Belchelt, who fell to 38 and 2 38-2 with 34 KOs. Uh Bed Berchelt <laughs> was on a Seventeen fight winning streak, and he got he got his ass kicked. Oh my god, he he got beat up like it wasn't a close fight. He got dropped a couple of times, got knocked out cold in the tenth round by the new champ, the new WBC junior lightweight champ. Which junior lightweight in boxing is one hundred thirty. Uh, Oscar about this so um, impressive win, man. He was the underdog, of course, because. But Sheldon had, uh, you know, he had won all these fights. He hadn't lost in like seven years almost. And a long-reigning champ. But uh, Valdez is the new champ. And I don't know. He is now a two-weight champ, having just moved up in weight to get this belt. So all credit to Valdez. And uh, in the UFC, we had another brutal knockout as uh, Derek Lewis improved to twenty five and seven with one no contest with a second round knockout of Curtis Blades who fell to fourteen and three. And these are the big boys, these are the heavyweights, which there's no limit. I i no my bad. The limit is two sixty five in UFC for heavyweight if if you didn't know. So uh yeah, Lewis laid him out with a with a punch and follow it up with like some brutal ground and pound. Some people were saying it was unnecessary, but you know, it that's up to the ref to stop that. Like, I think you gotta go. You, you, if you drop somebody, you gotta finish them off, and um, you can't just let him. You don't want to like drop him, give him time to recover, let him get up, and then like they end up kicking your ass. Like, who wants to do that? <laughs> so, the Black Beast Derek Lewis scores another win. Uh, on the you know, and and I know I'm sandwiching boxing. I'm sandwiching the UFC between two boxing topics, but Adrian Broner, Adrian Broner, one of the most disappointing fighters of all time, probably. And honestly, he may end up in the Hall of Fame just because he's won belts in, like, I think four weight classes, something like that. He's won belts in a lot of weight classes. But you talk about a guy who just has not lived up to his potential. I mean... If you could look, if they had like a dictionary definition for that, he would be the picture for real. So he improves to 34-4-1 and one with 24 knockouts with a highly controversial decision win over Giovanni Santiago, who fell to 14-1-1. One one. So it was his first loss. So that sucks for him, you know, like, I I didn't uh, like. I was looking at the punch stats, and um, I know you can't always go. You you definitely can't go off punch stats with fights, but Broner literally did not land more punches in any round and got the win. Like, he was given a win with not, like, with no. And and honestly, Broner has a couple of these on his resume, you know, a couple real controversial wins where it's like I know he's the money guy somehow he's still the money guy even though he hasn't won a meaningful fight in a long time he's coming off of getting beat by Pacquiao so like and really not looking good in that fight either And that's two years ago so man um, I don't know you know Broner is you know he has powerful people behind him so he gets these wins like this sometimes but this guy was supposed to be a pushover for him and it it just, it ended up just backfiring miserably. So I don't know where Broner goes from here. I mean, he's not, he's just not a very good, like, it's weird because he is a good fighter. I'm not, and I don't, I don't like when people call fighters bums. He's not a bum and and I don't, you really shouldn't call fighters bums. But uh, man, just not a great performance. On the NBA side of things, Utah at 24 and 6 is number one in the West, and Philly at 20 and 10 is number one in the East. I don't really believe in either of those teams that much, although I will say that uh, if AD, and I, 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 I hate this, I feel like I jinxed it. Let me knock on wood. So I talked last week about how I was concerned about AD's durability, and then now he gets hurt. He's out for at least four weeks probably, and I'm just like, damn, I hope I didn't jinx that, but I feel like there was already issues before I said that, which is why I said it, I was like, ah, it's kind of weird, he's been sitting out games, like, something seems off, but if AD doesn't get better than the Lakers, or, or, or I don't think, I mean, I'd be shocked if they went far, you know, so hopefully he won't be out long, but man, it sucks, he has, um, I think they've ruled it a calf stream, but there's issues with his Achilles. Like it's not something you want to play with. Like you you want to make sure he gets enough time. But I, who knows? I mean, the Lakers have lost two in a row, and not to very good teams. Well, no, they lost to the Nets. That's a good team. I can't say that. So, but last night, I mean, they lose, and I don't know. It's just. There, it's going to be hard for them to keep their spot. I, although of all the teams, I don't think the Lakers need home court advantage. And home court advantage isn't even going to mean as much as it normally would. Whether there's fans or not, we're not going to get full capacity by June, you know. So, Or what would that be? Yeah, like May and June. So either way, I mean, they're not going to... They're not going to like... It, it. Home court advantage doesn't matter as much, but at the same time... You don't it's better to finish with a better record than not. <laughs> it's better to have it. It's not better to not have home field, home court. So yeah. Um we will see how the rest of the season plays out. But I think the Nets should be favored in the East, honestly. Like I think they look the best. Um I don't really believe in the in the Sixers too much. Don't really believe in the Bucks. I just don't think those teams are gonna do very much. So And, you know, on the baseball side of things, baseball is going to be back soon. So we're they're starting to do like spring training. It looks like since baseball is mostly outdoor arenas, there might actually be more fans than uh, some of the other sports. But we shall see. This has been KZRO Sports. Let us read from the book of Grav. <clears throat> Why am I getting ghosted, boo, when I so graciously hosted you? It's bullshit and you know it too, you're upset cause I check you. Most girls don't even seem to know that I really got a scheme to blow. I need to shine like nobody's ever shined, brighter than sunsets at Pepperdine. I never find anyone down to be with me enough to break boundaries. breeze. They're always hung up on another slob, slobbing his knob, doing a lover's job. But I can't be a side gentleman. That's not even a mental win. I'm in the wind, chilling in the breeze, where I've been mentally for centuries, breeze. Too advanced for your comprehension. Each day I'm making bomb extensions, (laughs) still adding on to the highest high. Every virus dies by the flyest guy. So why am I getting ghosted, boo? When I so graciously hosted you, it's bullshit and you know it too. You're upset cause I checkmated you, ooh. That is our show. I'm not gonna do that thing that I do. Okay, that's our Joza. you know, KZRO with big zero. Oh, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, been been a very interesting week. Been kind of a rough week, but I, you know, I kind of recovered. I slept like shit last night, but uh, I'm kind of I'm not playing any more bullshit. I'm not a nice guy. I'm not putting up with anyone else's bullshit anymore. Like I'm not gonna keep you around in my life if you don't treat me right. You don't deserve it. You don't. Know? you don't deserve it, so, uh, yeah, I know, it's kind of a weird way to end the show, but it's been, this has been fun, it's been, you know, I I gotta do, it's good to do some Zolo shows every once in a while, and I think this one was a lot better than last week, although last week, last week wasn't bad, (laughs) so, uh, hope you enjoyed it, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week on this same channel, (laughs) same channel, I don't know why I said channel, i'm just trying to i'm trying to do too much so so until next week this is k z r o eleven eleven on your z m dial KZRO!
0: My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad,